Whoa, no intro. Whoa, bro. <laughs> it's we a just, special episode. Oh, we're going so fast, we just get pe- right past the intro. Right past the intro. Uh, so we went for a ride today. Yep. We're, we're like blowing right into this. No yeah. MotoGP, no nothing. Yeah. Special episode. So we went for a ride today, which it's been a little while since we rode. Um, well, since you and I have ridden. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Together. Not, not just riding in general. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since <laughs> I've ridden. It has been a while since I've ridden with you. Yeah. Because um, I went, I took last weekend for a canoe trip. Um, we had a friend of ours uh, is working on a list of all of the murals in our city. And uh, he took us on a tour. Took about, how long were we gone for? Like three and a half, three, three and three and and half, half hours. Three and a half hours was pretty much the the length of the tour pretty much yeah 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 and um we saw some really beautiful murals yeah all around the city um yeah. and uh it was it was really nice actually yeah yeah uh we have some really great pictures um one notable one is us well want you want to explain what it looked like i don't know do i <laughs> <laughs> It was a photo of our bikes in front of two rats that are clearly 69ing. I don't know if they're rats or if they're bears. They're, I think that they were some kind of rodent. They're some sort of like weird rodent yeah. thing. Maybe they're badgers. I. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. The, the key point is that there are two rats performing fellatio. On I mean, it's not. It's not graphic. Like, it's not graphic. You don't see any genitalia. But they're definitely. That was the vibe that I. That's got, the that, vibe. Oh, yeah. it's the vibe. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. What's going on in that photo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's right across the street from a, a nice mosaic of uh, a girl in a uh, a, a swing, yep. which was interesting. Yep. That's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, I actually didn't get to see that one because it was kind of blocked by trees. But oh, okay. It was, yeah. It was nice. When I spun around the parking lot a few times, I was able to, to look oh, okay. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so some other notable things. Um, a lot of it was uh, African-American art. Our city has a very rich African-American history. Yep. Um, as well as women's suffrage. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, a lot of uh, rights, like, right stuff going on yeah and you know with black black lives matters and all that going on it was uh it was pretty interesting it was it was it was a lot of really good art i'll yeah. just leave it at that yeah and it did make me a little bit uh i guess sad to see how much graffiti there was over some of this art yeah uh it's kind of it was a little bit a little bit frustrating i guess just yeah. to see that you know, someone had spent a lot of time on making this beautiful art, yeah. and you know, someone just came by with a can of spray paint and just sprayed yeah. whatever on it. I on a lot of the really, most of the really good pieces, didn't have yeah, yeah. graffiti on them, which which yeah. you know is yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them did yeah yeah, um. Yeah, so there was that. Um, really fun ride. 
Uh, a little bit more. I mean, it was kind of interesting because it was technical in a different way. It was you know, a lot of take yeah. turns and yeah. like weird parking lots and that kind of stuff. Um, gravelly yeah. parking lots behind warehouses and yeah. There was some. There was some graffiti or not graffiti, but um, murals that were. A lot of them were done with spray paint, um, but there were some of them that were like in really weird places. There was oh, one yeah. of a, a Latina girl that was it was really well done it was on the side of a what looked like a old grain silo or something oh yeah but it was like off the main road through a parking lot next to a rail yard and like yeah. in a really just inaccessible location but it was this really really nice piece yeah um yeah yeah it was weird yeah there were there was a lot of really really beautiful art um i yeah the whales Oh yeah, yeah the, the whales. whales one was cool. Yeah, there was there was one that was essentially two whales, where it was like one smaller whale inside of a larger whale, but the larger whale was supposed to be glass or maybe like water, and that was super well done because you could tell that it was supposed to be another whale, but clear. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was almost photorealistic yeah, to a certain yeah. degree. It had a lot of tiny yeah. details. It was yeah. pretty fantastic. And the shadows and everything just made it work really, really yeah. well. So, one thing I'd like to do, I'd like to take you down to the abandoned subway system okay. that we have here. And it's it's really just one line, but it has become like a graffiti haven. Uh -huh. And there is some really, really beautiful art down there. Um, I actually shot one of my videos down there on the Vistrom, and um, I'll post a link to that. Uh, it was, they just have such really interesting graffiti, and it's always changing, and um, artists will go down there, and they'll spend a week on a piece, and then that's kind of part of it, is you, you want to go down there as much as possible, because the art changes every, it's it's like a, you know, a living art gallery yeah. kind of thing. That's really cool. So, you yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, I'll post a picture of it in the, um, in the video, but like my phone background is one of those pieces oh. and it says really detailed yeah. blue jay. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I just thought it was spectacular when I was down there and had to take a picture. Yeah. Um, I've been rocking that background for like five years now. Nice. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and the real reason for this special episode, is Long Way Up. Yeah. And that kind of failure. Yeah. So. <laughs> mostly failure. Mostly failure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, mostly success, right? Like, they're still able yeah. to take the trip. We'll get into more details. Spo yeah. It's kind of spoiler, I guess. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched it, you, sh you should. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too much into. No, they're going to be spoilers. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, we should we should preface this by saying that right now, uh, the timeline is that we're at the fifth episode. Yes. So the fifth episode has just come out, and you said there's supposed to be like ten. Uh, yeah, somewhere around ten. Yeah. So um, we're calling this kind of part one. Yeah, might be fifteen. Uh, it, it's hard to say. Um, right now we're about a third into the trip. Yeah. And we're five episodes in. Four episodes. Four of those episodes are really the trip. Yeah. Um, so it's a little hard to say how 
far each episode goes, like in yeah. terms of distance. So yeah, I'm going to say we're somewhere near the halfway or one third, one of those two. So it's either yeah. going to be like 10, maybe 12 episodes yeah. or 11 episodes, or it could be 13, 12, yeah. 13 episodes. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. And especially because or 15. they kind of have a tendency of cutting out like or really, really condensing certain sections. Yeah, they do. Um, like in Long Way Round, they basically condense all of America <laughs> yeah. into about ten minutes because they're like, yeah. yeah, it's America. The roads are good. All right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing interesting <laughs> here. Uh, you know, you and you and Charlie got hit by cars and like, <laughs> you know, eh, whatever. They yeah. didn't get hurt, but they both did get into car accidents where yeah. um, they got hit by cars, which like. They'd gone around most of the world without getting hit, yeah. and then they get to America, and then they get hit by you know, yeah, a kid, and a guy backing out of a city. So yeah, yeah. So, for some background, maybe if you guys don't know about Long Way Up, they're yeah. doing these on electric bikes, the uh, Harley Davidson Live Wire. Barely. Yeah, if if I guess you could call this doing the trip <laughs> uh, yeah well, okay they, they're doing so the trip, they're doing the trip like... on what were live wires and but then got... now they're not <laughs> yeah so it's basically like if you take the someone's heart yeah and you transplant it into another person because they need a heart transplant and then you go okay you are that person it's not no. really that person <laughs> no i mean okay so they've got the same electronics the same motor Mostly the same frame and the same battery. And after that, they've got a custom rear swing arm. They've got custom suspension. They've got custom... Uh, the, the tail section is all custom to, beef, to be beefed up to hold all their gear. Yeah. They've got uh, different headlights. They've got windscreens. They've handlebars. got handlebars. Uh, I, I think probably the handle controls are probably the same because I think so, yeah. Maybe they, not they like... because those were prototype, like they were prototype. Yeah. Live wires. They never. They still were pre-production live wires. So yeah. they. We don't know what hand controls they have. They did look really. like regular Harley hand controls. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, they're they're probably gonna use part bin pieces anyway. So, yeah. anyway, these bikes are just so different than the, they've got a full. I'm going to guess three and a half inch lift over the normal live wire. Probably. Yeah. Probably. They, it, like... But they're very, very much not the same bike. <laughs> yeah. You cannot go out and buy one of those today if yeah. you wanted to. No, they were built by a crack team of Harley engineers who, by the way, were doing it for fun and they weren't yeah. getting... I imagine Harley was like, time. hey, we have an unlimited budget to build two electric ADV bikes who wants in and a bunch of people were like okay that sounds like a fun project but they weren't getting paid extra yeah like and and they did they did it not even during their work time yeah yeah these people were doing it after work yeah 100% volunteer work which makes you wonder how like how committed is Harley to this project really yeah Yeah. Uh, like but then you could also make the comment that like BMW didn't do anything BMW is like, yeah, your trip looks like it'll work. Okay. Here are two bikes. Here are yeah. two free bikes. Three free bikes. Yeah. Have fun. Bye. But, but at the same time, you know, BMW 
at least paid people to make these bikes. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure BMW paid people to like go over them with a fine tooth comb. They're yeah. also not completely unique one-off motorcycles. Yeah. Those, those were, were those were you could buy them. You yeah. could go into your dealership and buy that GS. Yeah. Today. Yeah. So but I don't now, see I don't really see how this marketing this isn't going to end up being the the BM like this isn't going to be for Harley, what what it, what was, it was for, for BMW, BMW or yeah. for KTM for that matter. Yeah, KTM. KTM. <laughs> that you're watching the best. One of the best parts of watching Long Way Round is the point where they get a call from the KTM people, and they're just like, "We don't think you can do it." Yeah. Yup. We don't think we think you're gonna fail, so we don't want to give you our bikes. Yeah. And. That like just sealed the fate for KTM. Yeah. So for for if KTM had sponsored them, that's got to. I mean, I'm not yeah. the first one to say this. I've heard other people say this. KTM not supporting Ewan and Charlie in the first television show was one of the biggest mistakes they've ever yeah. made. Yeah, and I think no. the CEO or some some people got fired for that. Yeah, 100%, people got fired right? because of that decision. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. If you want a definition. For shat the bed, that is the that is KTM. Okay, yeah. KTM for long way round is the definition of that. Yeah, yeah. Because I guarantee you right now, if KTM had done that and the bikes worked fine for that entire trip, all the guys on the GSs in our group right now would be yeah. on twelve ninety Dukes. Oh, of course they'd be on twelve yeah. nineties. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, yeah. KTM would be the king. Yeah, I mean they make great bikes, but I mean, then again, also they might have. KTM has never been the reliability. King. Yeah, like yeah. they're they're not. You know, I we mean, have the most reliable bikes, yeah. and we're not going to go into semantics over whether or not BMW is the reliability king. Okay, but, you're right you because know. it's Honda. Yeah, because it's Honda. <laughs> it is. It just is yeah. Honda. But, I yeah. I'm really disappointed that they didn't do Long Way Up on the Africa Twin. Yeah. I had heard rumors that it was going to be the Africa Twin. I'm wondering if that might have been like one of their backup solutions if they just couldn't get electrics to work because there were some hardcore rumors about like Ewan and Charlie looking at the Africa Twin and it was going to be like the adventure sports and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I... Th- Okay, so back to the Harleys. I think we should <laughs> yeah. come no, back on yeah, track. Let's, let's reel it back in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, reel it back in. So, back to the Harleys. These are 100% custom bikes. Oh, not 100. 80% custom bikes, which is still too much of a yeah. custom bike. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have some... They're prototypes. They have some issues. Like, they show up in Chile, and they're like, here are your level 2 charging kits. And they're like... uh we need to charge from level one slash if you don't if you're not familiar with electric vehicle charging level two is um uh three phase power which is 240 volts and uh much faster much much faster level one is kind of just normal household uh two phase power um Amperages vary, but generally it's 15 amps, and yeah. it depends on where you are. Um, household charging is, like, 100% key to what they're doing. Yeah. Um, like, being able to 
stop somewhere at a cafe or something and just yeah. plug in the bikes wherever because they need juice yeah. and there's no guarantee that there's going to be 240 volt yeah i mean there's i mean i can guarantee there aren't going to be 240 volts that you can just you know just yeah bring your plug in to plug into yeah. like you're gonna you have to find like welding shops and yeah. stuff like that or um, people with washers and dryers yeah and that's not a thing <laughs> uh, yeah um or you know a generator on the back of a flatbed truck yeah um which is they ran into an issue that i believe they they weren't very candid about it um but they ran to an issue where they were unable to charge from places that generated their own electricity yeah and they they came up with the excuse of these places didn't have their it, power yeah, their wasn't power powerful enough. enough yeah it's not, yeah, strong, it's not strong, enough. strong enough electricity and uh, <laughs> if it can run a toaster oven it, it's powerful. it's powerful enough to charge yeah. with 15 amps yeah that's just how electricity works um the issue was in my opinion knowing uh i know a little bit about power i've built a, a solar shed and i've i've made an off the grid pro like you know house um so i know a little bit about the types of inverters and battery storage and stuff like that it's because they weren't using a pure sign inverter most yeah. charge controllers do not like getting non-sinusoidal -sin power input yeah uh, a lot of these places use square waves or semi-sign um where the charge controllers start to get iffy and you see this on a lot of types of equipment furnaces uh certain computers especially in the old days computers and uh it, charge controllers yeah. so uh it, they would get these weird situations where they plug in the bikes and the charger connected to the wall says charging with a blue light yeah. and they leave it in for eight hours and they come back and they've got like two miles more yeah. on their range and you're just like what's going on well there's no this power is not strong no it's strong enough <laughs> you just yeah. didn't think about this ahead of time yeah at all so yeah um uh they also dealt with some oh what were you gonna say oh i i just i, I wanted to go back real quick to when they said oh here are your level two chargers and ewan is like one second i'm gonna get i'm just gonna get some more water okay but you keep talking yeah so ewan is sitting there and the lady hands hands them these chargers and says you know oh you guys are gonna carry these with you and he goes oh we're not gonna carry those with us those are huge you know they'll there is no way that those are going to be on the back of our bikes. But if we have to do that, then these aren't going to work. The like we are we cannot use these motorcycles. Yeah. If we Harley. need to do this. Harley gave and, them this like level 2 charging box mounted on top yeah. of a Ryobi generator. Yeah. And was like, "Here's your charging system." And they're like, "What?" Yeah, we're not <laughs> we're not doing that. And then he's he's you know they've already shipped the bikes down to South America. Mm -hmm. They're all sitting there trying to set things up, and she go, she just says, "Oh, you know, here you go." And then when they say, 
the whole point was that we need to do level one charging, and if we can't, then this isn't gonna work. And the look on her face was, <laughs> was just like priceless. She was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, she, it was just shocking to her that they would want to, you know, like plug in at people's houses and stuff. Um, like, why would you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, "Oh my god!" Like they, it just she was. It was complete shock. Yeah. It was just complete shock on her face. Yeah. <laughs> it was and it was bad. That's kind of <laughs> like that complete shock is kind of the first few weeks of the trip for them. Yeah. Where they're constantly getting places and being like, Oh, we can't charge here. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they charge places for like three hours and then like Okay, we got another twenty miles, and they get somewhere. They're like, yeah. "We don't have enough battery to leave." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, "Oh no, we're not going to make it to this boat because we don't have enough power." Yeah, it. Part of it is the temperatures that they were enduring. So yeah, these bikes yeah. that normally get like one hundred and thirty miles are getting eighty. Yeah. Um. Well, but also, they just like it was like they hadn't done any research yeah, on yeah how electric vehicles. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was telling yeah. you, talking to you earlier about was that the really upsetting part to me about this is that at the beginning they were they sounded kind of like, oh, you know, we want to do this on electric motorcycles because we want to try to reduce our carbon footprint for this whole trip and yada yada yada. But they knew nothing about electric vehicles, yeah. knew nothing about electronics in general, knew nothing about uh, batteries and battery how batteries work yeah. and then and then when they were looking at the weather they go oh it's a little bit cold it's no big deal yeah because they they're thinking like regular motorcycles they're not thinking about electric vehicles and batteries yeah. because for those of <laughs> you out there that might not know lithium batteries do terribly when it's cold yeah in all shapes and forms they don't charge well they don't uh, they don't discharge well. Discharge well, yeah. and they don't they, store well. Yeah, they don't store they will well. Just lose their charge. Yeah, yeah. Everything about lithium batteries right now just doesn't work when it's cold. So they're like, oh, you know, it's a little bit cold. It's no big deal, you know. Yeah. But they're not thinking about the fact that you're gonna lose tons of range yeah. from a battery that's cold, and then. You're really not supposed to charge batteries. Yeah, they're actually when they're cold. killing their batteries. Yeah. When they're trying, they're trying to charge these batteries. They're taking a charge partially, and it's it's actually breaking their batteries. Yeah. 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 Like there is no way that those batteries are going to be good after this trip. Yeah. Yeah. You've probably reduced the lifespan by about fifty percent from this trip. Yeah, 50% sounds a little aggressive, maybe. I mean, they were getting down to cold temp. Well, they were below zeros. They were charging their bikes below zeros yeah. um, Fahrenheit. Yeah. So you, you're probably right, actually. I'm going to take that back. Probably they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably were damaging them pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is... In order to make any kind of distances, you need to be going at a fairly reasonable average speed and you can't do that on an electric bike yet because if you try to do highway that kills the range yeah. of electric vehicles because 
it's kind of the the opposite for electrics and gas where most most gas engines do a lot better on the highway because they're just kind of holding one steady rpm and yeah. you know you have the benefit of gearing to help you out but with electrics it has to spin that motor however fast you're going mm-hmm. and you need to put more power in to get a higher speed yeah and a lot of people wonder this is just one thing because you, you said something there's that they don't have gears you can't add gears to the motorcycle because it doesn't actually do anything uh, when you add gears to electric motor the unless you're hitting your top rpm on the motor where you just can't get the motor to spin any faster yeah um then adding gears helps but you're still doing the same amount of work yeah their motors are rated for work not for rpm so they um basically if you do a three to one gear reduction on a electric motor it's going to you know your your end your output is going to spin faster but your motor is going to only is still going to hit the same limit of work yeah so that's just something to keep in mind that it's not just oh we'll put some gears on and it'll get through the air faster no your motor is going to be spinning slower but it's going to be using the exact same amount of electricity to push through the air as it was at a lower speed yeah so but man i i the show is still entertaining oh it's very entertaining yeah it's still very very fun that part where they were kind of like creepily following those kids oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah there so there's a section where ewan says oh you know now that it's warmed up a little bit we can finally meet some locals and talk because you know that's kind of the point of the trip Mm -hmm. and then it just cuts to him and charlie just following these few kids around right yeah on the sidewalk and they're just they're doing like, like Fortnite dances. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, hey, you know, I'm you, and oh, I'm I'm Charlie. What's your name? You know, and 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 you know, while we're watching, I tell Derek, do they just see these kids on the side of the road and hop off the bikes and then <laughs> go to just like, hey, what's your name, kid? Yeah, <laughs> and then these kids just start they they look right at the cameras and just start doing Fortnite dances. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, let me make a fucking fool of myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not like in Long Way Around where they're like going to like UNICEF yeah, yeah. like locations and they're meeting these kids who are, you know, having uh, health problems because of Chernobyl. Yeah. And, you know, these kids who are being left out in the streets because their families can't afford to take care of them. And like they're sleeping like in in literal like gutters and like inside like. Yeah. steam rooms and shit and like no these yeah. are just just some kids on the, <laughs> the side, side of the of road, road. <laughs> that are dressed pretty nicely and doing Fortnite dances and then yeah. they're like i can dance too and then ewan like tries to floss and can't yeah like it <laughs> it's really it was, it's it was, really awkward yeah it was very weird it was very very weird um but oh so the other thing that's very very weird is i want to talk a little bit about the rivian situation oh yeah where so they clearly have a huge sponsorship with rivian supporting this show yeah um to the point where rivian installed level one charging on their route like, like they went ahead. The yeah. <laughs> yes, and sponsored the level one charging all the way through 
South America up to LA. Yeah, I could not believe that when they when they're just talking about oh you know what's their charging situation and like oh you know there's not really a charging situation we're gonna go and build you yeah charging points level one charging points at all these spots Uh, and then it shows a little graphic with all the and it's like literally all the way up South America into uh, Los Angeles yeah (laughs) and and then and then they you're like oh they're like we're gonna build you fast charging on your entire route and then they get there and you're like that's level one. Yeah. They, they plug it in immediately and it says seven hours to full charge. And you're like, oh, this this is a pretty shitty charging network. <laughs> yeah. They pull it to a cafe, plug it in. Oh, yeah, seven hours to the full charge. Yeah, we'll just chill here for a little while. Yeah. And you're like, uh-huh, you're going to stay at a cafe? Yeah. For, really? Really, yeah. you're going to stay at a cafe for seven hours? Yeah, they no. sit there for like two hours and it's, it's really more of... How many miles do you get? You yeah, they sit there for two hours <laughs> and get like 25 miles yeah. and then leave. Um, yeah. And it's weird because none of these charging stations seem to be on their route at the beginning of the move, at the beginning of the show. Yeah. They're, they, they're not, char- like they charge up at the first station. Yeah. And then, and then they're trying to charge again. off people's houses. They eventually start getting back to them and like, episode four and episode five yeah but um it's just a weird really weird situation yeah yeah um yeah it's it's super weird yeah so oh so yeah so that's a charging situation with the rivians also if you try to charge one of those rivians on level one i'm sure it takes over 24 to 30 hours to charge yeah yeah no absolutely (laughs) if it if it takes because i think that when they pulled into that first one and it's a seven hours, they were at forty percent. So for their motorcycles, yeah, for yeah. the motorcycles. <laughs> so it probably is about ten hours to go from ten percent to ninety ish yeah. percent on one of those bikes, which means that on the cars, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I looked. I looked trucks. into charging uh, like a Model Three here, and actually, no, I'm wrong because if the I mean the Model Three is a smaller battery. I was looking at charging a Model 3, like, parked out front, and I think it was, like, 36 hours to a full charge from, like, dead, dead. Yeah. But, I mean, also, if you're driving... Anyway, I'm going to justify this because I want a Tesla. Uh, If you're driving, uh, you know, 20 miles a day to and from work, you're charging it, or even 30 miles a day to and from work, you're charging overnight, in in about a week, you'll get to 100% charge. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Or and if I need to, I can go to there. We have superchargers nearby. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you don't you don't want to go to one hundred percent anyways. Yeah. I think Teslas do allow you to do that, right? Where you, uh, can, you can choose to actually go to the actual one hundred percent charge. Yeah, you have to enable it. Yeah. It's you have to like, so, if I remember correctly, for my cousin, you can like tell it that you're going like you can send it your route. You you can use the website to make a a, a route and then tell your car. Oh, I'm gonna be driving this route on Tuesday, yeah. and then on when on Monday night it'll make sure it gets to well as to the best of its ability to get to 100 percent charge, yeah. and then you can right. take off. But it's something you do have to set okay. to allow it to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, because the thing with lithium batteries is that you really want to try to stay between about 10 percent and 90 percent charge. You don't want to go to 100 percent all the time. It's kind of not that great for them. 
so that was a little bit of a tangent so yeah we'll okay yeah back. so back to the rivians <laughs> they are it's one of the really cool things i think is that they have rivian number one yeah and number two yeah of, Vin zero 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 one yeah something like that yeah and literally two, two. yeah, yeah. Um, is, that, that's actually really really neat that's really yeah. neat that's really scary like that these are yeah. the first Rivians <laughs> you're going to be going through Columbia in the only two Rivian trucks in the world yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a collector's item to yeah. me if yeah. I were you know if I were aware of it and uh, had that kind of clout in that region <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I would if I were a cartel boss I'd be like you hear that there are only this one of two yeah. cars. I want that. I want that first Rivian. Yeah. Bring it to me. Yeah. You know? Like, you could <laughs> and whoever, legit do it. And whoever brings it to me first gets <laughs> some amount of cocaine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> um, you just hear knocking on the door. <laughs> Uh, we are not, uh, just to clarify, we are not offering cocaine in exchange for the Rivian. Um, <laughs> yeah. Willing to give you, I don't know, I'll cook you dinner? If you bring me the first Rivian? I, I'm safe. I'm safe with that. Yeah. I think. That's yeah. cool. That's good. If you, if you bring me the Rivian, keys, title, everything, the first one, I will cook you Yeah, dinner. none of that number two shit. Yeah, I don't want number two. <laughs> I don't. But if it's the first one, zero, zero... Zero 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 one. I'll make you dinner. All right. Yeah. 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 I think that's. A... I'm not a good cook either. Yeah. I'm just. No. No. It's probably gonna be tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll make you uh, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So bring you hear that viewers bring us the <laughs> bring us the Rivian. Bring me the Rivian. Anyway, uh, sounds like something Immortan Joe would say in. Uh, Mad Max. Anyway, so these cars are complete prototypes, and uh, yeah. they show us the dashboards at a couple points. Oh, we should talk and... about the assembly first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, why don't you talk about it? Yeah, so the... during, during the show, they're kind of talking about how Rivian is going to build them their first two, and they don't even have a plant yet. Like, yeah. their plant is still under construction these trucks are hand built yeah so yeah. literally their their first two are you know all the engineers and mechanics that work for rivian at that time are literally yeah putting every single bolt and every single nut. do you think they were paid to do it they must have been <laughs> they're it's not, not harley, harley. It's, yeah. yeah it's not harley but sure. yeah so they these trucks are literally hand built, you know, from the ground up. And at one point, they, uh, the two producers, go and look at the trucks while they're still being built. And they walk in, and the first thing they see is the frame. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the frame and, and the shell. And this is like two weeks before yeah. they leave. Yeah, and yeah. they're and they're sitting there. And you can tell that they're just, like, blown out of their minds that it's yeah. two weeks from them leaving. And this, and one of the trucks is still just a frame and a shell. There are yeah. no wheels. 
there are barely any electrics in there and they're just like i don't know what we're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) yeah but at least the other one looked like it was much closer it was i mean it was still missing a few body panels they have a cool step stool i don't know if you saw oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's a weird step stool the body panel that that it's like right near the wheel and that was like the one real like i think the doors were on just that thing was missing yeah there's some other stuff yeah but uh it was mostly intact no lights motors were in i think wheels were on yeah uh there was a chair in the driver's seat that was about it yeah but very much prototype vehicles yeah yeah so they're and they're still prototype vehicles in fact at one point one of them breaks down and they're like they have like their tools out and they're trying to pry the brakes shut and then one of them is just like what if we reboot it yeah it's just like why would that do it it's it's a prototype electric vehicle let's reboot it what could (laughs) it hurt they reboot the truck and then the brake release it drives away yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh and and they're like out there like for a while with like screwdrivers trying to pry the pads yeah they they took the wheels off and the the guy's like trying to jam his screwdriver in there i guarantee that was like the day after the rivian like when they picked up the trucks there was a rivian guy an engineer who was with them for a little bit and he stopped riding with them i guarantee it was like the day he left the car (laughs) broke and then everyone like freaked out and they're like what do we do it's like yeah they just hold two switches turn the car off turn it back on and they're like oh okay yeah it just works (laughs) the other thing i love is that there in each truck there is a button that's just labeled do not use yeah. <laughs> we both we both had a good chuckle about that it's just because, like yeah so all the buttons <laughs> look like straight up you know all the buttons and all the switches yeah. look like something they they went to mcmaster and they said we need you know a bunch of switches and buttons and things yeah and then they just kind of like toss them into this 3d printed enclosure and then slammed it onto the car yeah uh and so all of the labels for these buttons are literally like hand handwritten on like medical tape yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're they're just stuck on there and one of them just says in big letters (laughs) do not use (laughs) and like they didn't even put it over the button they, yeah. Like I guarantee Rivian has 3D printers. They didn't like 3D print like a red cap for the button or anything like that. Yeah. There's no protection, no nothing. Yeah. It's just a button with a label that says "Do not use." Yeah. And I'm, what do you think it does? So my theory is that it might be a button to get like emergency power. So like the the Rivians like Teslas will not run themselves fully out of battery. Yeah. Because that completely kills lithium batteries. Oh, yeah. You can destroy a lithium battery like yeah. that. You could set your car on fire like that. Yeah. Um, but given their situation and their what they're doing, it makes sense to have a button that could maybe give you that last 10% yeah. and get you out of a really, really shitty situation. Yeah. Just, That's my know, theory. Some kind of like actual emergency situation mm-hmm. and you're... You have no battery left, and you're like, I'm being held up at gunpoint, and my car is stranded. Yeah. Thing. But who knows? Who you knows know, what it's I probably... want to... We should email Rivian and just be like, <laughs> hey, so we were watching a long way up. We saw this button. It's labeled do not use. 
what does it do? <laughs> like, yeah, is it just like, I, I mean, it could, it could be something like, uh, what if it's like the dump valve for the air suspension? Maybe. I mean, that's pretty simple. Uh, or their air suspension is the buttons next to it. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, it's an ejector seat button. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent guaranteed. Guaranteed. That is what it is. There is no other option. I I might go take a picture of that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a screenshot of that part of the episode. I'm gonna tweet at Rivian. I need to find out what this button does. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there there were plenty of things that they could have done. Or, and the thing with labels is that if you put something like do not use, then people are almost encouraged to push it. Yeah. Just leave it on label. Yeah. Or just be like, oh, yeah, that button doesn't do anything. Yeah. Or if it is a button that for some reason does something uh, that you don't want the end user to be able to do don't put the button or disconnect it yeah yeah that's why i think it must perform some sort of function yeah it, that it must do something it must be some sort of function that they need they may need like maybe it you know, I have no idea. Maybe yeah. it, it does something really weird, like yeah. if they blow a fuse. It like you know, like uh, the Teslas have that main fuse, mm -hmm. and like if you replace it, you can get ludicrous mode and stuff like that. Maybe maybe it bypasses the fuse for like an emergency, like you're on the side of the road and like the main fuse dies for the battery, and it's like some short out relay that will bypass that fuse or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like it could be something. Yeah. Or who it, knows? Who knows what yeah. it is? Yeah just we we don't know <laughs> we don't we're, we're just two idiots uh yeah. speculating as to what a button that says wild do not me. use means. <laughs> wild spin. maybe maybe it shuts down the nuclear reactor i don't know uh rivians don't have a nuclear reactor uh <laughs> i don't know who knows yeah. rivian does yeah maybe it does nothing Maybe, maybe it's just there to fuck with us. Maybe and that it does button absolutely nothing. cuts out all the lights. Like maybe that one button turns off the headlights and stuff like that. Because remember there was that one shot where the car interior lights like they were charging one of the cars mm -hmm. and there was snow on the windshield and you could tell that it was like glowing purple and like different yeah. colors. Yeah. Maybe maybe that maybe that car doesn't actually fully turn off. Like maybe they never got that working or something. Remember how they, at one point also, they said, if we don't leave now, it's the end of the fifth episode. Yeah. They're like, we need to leave because if we don't leave now, we won't have enough charge to get where we're going. Yeah. So we have to leave right now at night. Yeah. See you guys tomorrow. And it's, you're like, wait a minute. What do you mean you, if you don't leave now, you won't have enough charge? Are you leaking charge somehow? Maybe the cars don't fully turn off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's possible. Um, I mean... But those little lights, how much, how much energy can they really take? I'm well. I'm talking about. I mean, the lights are one thing, but the computer system. Oh, oh. Like having the computers run and all that—that that might be a significant draw on power. But also the lights. I was thinking headlights and taillights. If the yeah. car doesn't properly turn off, maybe that's a kill switch for the exterior lights to make it look like it's off. Yeah. I, you know, I have no idea. That's, again, that's, that's, so that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, they're prototype vehicles, 
what's up with this? We won't be able to get there tomorrow if we don't leave yeah, right now. I did not understand that. I don't that. understand that. Maybe yeah. we need to go back and rewatch that I, section, but... They have a lot of equipment that may be related. Like, yeah. you know, they have, like, cameras charging and stuff like that, and they're using the trucks for, for that kind of stuff. And that Sprinter van... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to talk about the Sprinter van that they yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird one. I'd like yeah. to get more information on. I don't think we'll ever get more, but it was like a yeah. little slip that yeah. not not all is well in the Rivians. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like we said, you know, and like yeah. they said, they're, all of those vehicles are prototype vehicles. Yeah. They are not available. They, they weren't the kind that were available for purchase at yeah. the time of it being made you couldn't just go out and buy a live wire you could just go out and buy one of those rivians you know they they gave them those prototypes the first two rivians ever made yeah besides you know any other things that they had so some of it can be explained but uh one of my biggest complaints was really just that the whole getting electric vehicles thing yeah just seemed very rushed you know because it was filmed in 2019 and if the rivian and the live wire weren't really meant to come out till 2020 why did they just wait yeah well i think they wanted to have the videos out you know they wanted to have the show to boost sales but um the rivian's not out for sale yet i don't believe um and we're almost to 2021 uh so just um, where, where was it? What was I gonna say? Uh, we were gonna talk about the Sprinter van. Yes, the Sprinter van. Yeah. Okay, so they ran into the same. The power's not strong enough issue with the Sprinter van. Um, so they made. Uh, they took a van, a Sprinter van, which is a gas slash diesel powered van, depending on where you buy it. And uh, they put solar panels on the roof, like double layer like solar panels where they can slide one of them off and do all this crazy stuff and it's supposed to generate the power and it was the original electric vehicle like support vehicle yeah. for when they need like emergency charges and stuff like that they yeah. could just plug into this van Mm-mm. No. the fuse kept blowing and the bikes even when the fuse wasn't blowing it wouldn't charge the bikes i don't remember the fuse blowing they yeah they'd mentioned that the fuse blew a few oh, times okay. maybe it didn't blow maybe that's just what they were saying oh yeah um but either way i'm sure I almost guarantee they did not put a pure sign inverter in there. Yeah. And I also can basically guarantee that was the issue with a lot of these other uh, charging locations. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I love how they were just like, oh yeah, we're going to, you know, make a little stop here. We're going to look at some penguins. We're going to plug in the bikes. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, while, while we look at the, the penguins for an hour or two, and then, you know, they'll have a couple hours to charge. And A... Who spends two hours looking at penguins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and B. The bikes uh, didn't the charge. The bikes didn't charge. The bikes <laughs> didn't charge. Like, oh my gosh. It's just, the whole, the, I, I keep coming back to this, but I am so frustrated by, frustrated. <laughs> yeah. By how much they... They could have solved these problems before they ever got there yeah. with a little bit of research. 
Yeah, a lot, a little bit of research goes a long way, and you, you can see that in Long Way Round. Yeah. They do so much research ahead of time, and and they have so much trouble with certain segments of their route. But they were well prepared for it. They knew that there were going to be sections like with, like there was a part of Mongolia that had no roads. Yeah. They came up to a lake and they're like, oh yeah, the ferry sank. So you have to go around. It's like 30 miles to go around. Yeah. You know? But at least they know what options they have. Yeah, and they have maps and they have all yeah. this other stuff. And yeah. this one, it very much... That's my cat. Um, she likes to wear plastic bags. <laughs> This is <laughs> She's just walking Maggie. around with a plastic bag. Maggie. Like, literally just Hi. around her neck, a little plastic bag. Yeah. Say hi to everyone on the podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> um, she's wearing a plastic bag around her neck. It's a yeah. thing she does. She doesn't want me to pull it off her yet. She'll let me know. But that means there's going to be some rustling. And this is not an edited <laughs> podcast, so yeah. deal with it. Um, so, in Long Way Round and Long Way Down... They do so much prep. Yeah. But in this one, I mean, they had to have done the prep, right? Like, yeah. I feel like they did it. I feel like but they when did they get the minimal there, amount. Yeah. They were just kind of, they spent a lot of this, a lot of this one just being like, uh, you know, at the beginning they, they say, oh, we want to do electric bikes to reduce our carbon footprint. And they literally. <laughs> she wanted me to take it off. Yeah. Yeah. And they literally go, you know. We're going to make electric bikes work. But then, no, absolutely nothing about how to make it work. And they just go, ship the bikes down there, and then we're going to fly down there, and we're going to get on the bikes, and it's all going to be dandy. And then it's not, because they know nothing. (laughs) They they did not know how electric vehicles work. It very much felt like these two guys just showed up to ride motorcycles, and then were like, oh my gosh, these motorcycles... They don't work. And yeah. it's like, well, um, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And you'd know that if you read an EV forum. Like, if you just, like, Google, how do EVs do in the winter? And, like, you would have come up with the results. Yeah. Being like, you can expect a range drop of up to 30% yeah. below freezing. And, and also, like, don't charge lithium batteries below yeah. freezing. Yeah. And also, yada, yada, Especially yada. Especially when it's, like... <laughs> So I believe the Tesla batteries, they'll keep themselves warm. A lot of car batteries will keep themselves warm, especially like when you plug in to charge. Mm-hmm. They'll warm up the battery a little bit and then start charging. Um, things like that. And they also have a lot more, you know, thermal mass and a smaller, you know, yeah, more compact thing. It's this is a motorcycle. Yeah. It's meant to be ridden and driven in, in warmer weather. Yeah. I would be surprised if this battery has any self heating function. Yeah. To keep, I mean, it's probably, they're probably like, yeah, okay, for the winter, plug it in, don't unplug it. Yeah. Like. Or charge it before the winter and then yeah. leave it in your garage and ignore it. Yeah. Or bring it to a Harley Davidson. Yeah. Place or bring it to a Harley Davidson dealer yeah. and we'll handle it for you. Yeah. That's for a charge of $200 a month where, you know, they keep it in a heated facility. Yeah. And, you know, yada, yada. Yeah, probably. But. I'm sure that's you know, and we'll you know we'll repolish it. Yeah. Every three exactly. weeks we'll polish your bike, <laughs> whether it needs it or not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it very much feels like they just got up one day, flew to Chile, and got on some bikes, and were like, 
oh man, it's it's snowing out there. Yeah. Oh, it's snowing. It's yeah. you, do you know how close you are to Antarctica right now? Yeah. <laughs> like in, in in where it's summer in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> Therefore, the sun is very far away from yeah. the southern hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're in Ushuaia. You know like a lot of resupply missions that go to Antarctica fly out of Ushuaia. Yeah. That airport is in the winter, which is when they were there. Yeah. There's like C-130s flying out of there every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah, <laughs> it's, they were very yeah. unprepared. No. Um, I, at least they brought warm gear. Like, they looked at they the did. weather and they said, oh, you know, it's a little bit cold. By a little bit, uh, kind of a lot cold because yeah. he was wearing a lot of yeah <laughs> a lot of that was actually very funny and uh he's like it, it charlie was, Borman yeah, at one point like yeah he's like yeah. this is what we wear and he's like all right so i've got you know th- he starts at his thermal underwear right? yeah and then he puts on you know oh t-shirt other shirt uh sp- special pants you know uh other shirt you know and then uh sm- puffer vest and then yeah. uh, big puffer vest. <laughs> he got he gets another puffer jacket over it, puffer pants and then, he, and then he puts the riding pants on <laughs> i mean when i put my riding pants over my existing pants that's already annoying enough i can't yeah. imagine putting my motorcycle yeah. pants over another four layers of pants yeah. no they they must yeah. have so they must use um actually let's talk about that they uh they didn't go off with climbing gear this time. They didn't. They use what a bell staff or something. Yeah, like? I'm not familiar with bell yeah, staff. I'm not either. I think that there must be a new, like a newer thing. Yeah. And then they they sponsor this trip. Uh, yeah. Because Brazilla has been making a lot of videos on bell staff, specifically long way up jacket. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, but there's a lot of gear that's very specific for this trip, and they must have either had a couple of different ones or they must be a fairly loose fit to be able to like yeah. handle that many layers underneath. They definitely were not as tight a fit as those climb. Yeah, yeah. The climb ones which were cut, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But very were cut nicely. Yeah, very much um capable of handling having that. I I assume that they must have kind of understood that and maybe like one one size up or something like that yeah they they may have that's that's a good point um yeah um what else i mean there was some other stuff they weren't prepared for like ewan was using his u.s passport for the entire beginning of the trip and then they get to bolivia and they're like uh no americans yeah and he's like oh no I'm from the UK. Here's my UK passport. And they're like, you didn't stamp out of Chile yeah. with this passport. Yeah. So no, you didn't stamp into Chile, I think it was. Yeah. Or something There like was that. no stamp. Yeah, there and was no all... stamp on it. Yeah. Basically, it would be like if you just showed up from... With know, a blank passport. Yeah, with a blank yeah. passport. And, you know, you're you're coming in through Chile and you're like, hey, I'm here. Let me yeah. in. And they're like, what? Where'd, Where'd you, you come, come from? from? Yeah. You need to have that stamp out. And, um, yeah, they didn't. Yeah. So they had to get him a visa, and the United States and Bolivia aren't doing too well right now, yeah. so that couldn't have been easy. I'm sure him being Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. really helped with that. They were probably yeah. like, 
well, you know, we know he's a movie star. He's not here to cause trouble. You're going to be out of here in a week. Yeah. All right. Give us way too much money. Yeah. Like... No, no, but... it, it's not give us money. It's you need to pay for the fees for this yes. visa. Yeah. And the fees for this visa are about $1,300. Yeah. <laughs> so they're at the border crossing and their uh, Bolivian fixer comes over and she's just like, we got the visa. And Charlie's like, or, no, Ewan's like, we got a visa? And she's just like, no, like, don't say anything. Don't, like... Don't say anything about this. We have yeah. a visa. Just shut up. Oh, yeah. and then, like and then she, she just says, gives oh, him we that bought look. a visa. Yeah, yeah we says, bought. He a says visa. we bought a visa. Yeah, <laughs> but, that, but then they cut it right after that. It's yeah, just like, not saying anything more about that. Yeah, that's all you got to hear. We learn they they do a whole thing. If you don't know how to give someone a bribe, and uh, they go over that in long way around in the like the first two episodes, they're yeah. like, so. You just, you don't ever say that this is a bribe. You just say, can I pay that fine to you directly? And like, just have like 500 bucks. Here's 500 bucks. Can I pay that fine directly to you? And then, you know, if they're crooked, they're going to be like, yes, you can pay that directly to me. Thank you. And if they're not, they're going to be like, no. No, you have to But you're not going to get in trouble for bribery. Yeah. (laughs) They won't arrest <laughs> You're just stupid at that point. But if you tell them that you're like, here's $500, make it go away, they're going to be like, oh, no, you owe yeah. me $2,000. Yeah. Because that's bribery. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was... They go into a lot more funny. detail about security on Long Way Round, yeah. which I think is interesting that they didn't and and long way down as well but they didn't talk about it at all for long way up um hi maggie so yeah that was an interesting yeah interesting bit um i really like that they got most of the gang back together yeah uh including jimmy the intern jimmy Jimmy was like an intern on long way around the the first one and then he also was on Long Way Down, um, and there's a kind of a famous picture of him uh, riding on the, they had tires on the back of the trucks, mm-hmm. and there's a, a picture of Jimmy filming Ewan and Charlie, and just sitting on the tire <laughs> on the back of a truck on like the highway, filming <laughs> them, <laughs> you're just nice. like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that looks so dangerous. Um, and he's in... I mean, that 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 must that must be really cool. To like to have like one of your first jobs being filming some people going around the world. Yeah. And yeah. then and then you know going through Africa and now going through South America. Yeah. So that's that's neat. Yeah, I'm very that's jealous. Very, very cool. I I would have uh, I would love to have been Claudio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Claudio was a huge part of Long Way Around, like. He was frequently on camera. He was in every yeah. episode. Same thing, Long Way Down. And now, in Long Way Up, he's riding not an electric bike, a gas bike. And the only time yeah. they show him or talk about him is when he runs out of gas and steps on someone's glasses. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like he, he just broke a random dude's glasses by yeah. accident. Well, the guy and, uh, the guy's glasses fell on the floor and he accidentally yeah. stepped on him. So, yes. you know, it's not like it's, you know, he didn't Claudio didn't like punch this guy in the face no, and yeah, stand on yeah. his glasses, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's the only time like there he was in one of the earlier shots in like the first episode. Yeah. And you can just barely see the side of his face. He's holding a camera as they're moving into their new shop. Yeah. And they don't even mention that Claudio's even in the room. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. And he's also on a Harley, which is interesting. He is. I think it was because it's what they got for free. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of standing on things, Ewan McGregor and standing on his gloves. He's a fucking uh, freak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the background for this, all right. So, for some reason, they just cut to uh, him. Like, they're at a stop, right? Yeah. And he's talking about how... Um, if you drop a glove on the ground, you're not supposed to pick it up yourself. And it's supposedly bad luck to pick up your own glove if you drop it. Yeah. And so he's talking about, you know, oh, well, my dad told me this and he was very superstitious. So he said that the only way that you could pick up your own glove and dispel this bad luck is to either stand with both feet on the glove or... When you go to pick up the glove, touch both feet or something like that. Yeah, before. touch it with both feet. Yeah, and then yeah. and then pick it up. And so he shows him, you know, putting putting both of his toes on his glove while he's picking it up, and then he picks it up and he's like, okay. And and then he says, uh, so if you think I'm crazy, I'm for doing this. I'm not. It's because my dad taught me this. Yeah. And so I told Derek, <laughs> we were talking, and I said, okay, but. Just because your parents have you do something, if it's crazy, just because your parents taught you to do that yeah. doesn't make you not crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm a member of this cult because my parents are a member of this cult. I'm that, not crazy. Yeah, I'm We're not just, a lunatic. My parents are cult members. And it's like, <laughs> what? Anyway, I, standing on your glove is pretty mild as far yeah, as yeah. crazy as far, goes as far as like weird but, superstitions it's not that bad, yeah but it is kind of you weird. know what i think is even worse like you know that one where it's like oh if you knock over like salt you have to throw it over your left shoulder and like i, I knew i knew a kid in like high school or something I, we were in a diner and he did that and there was a person sitting at the table <laughs> behind him and i'm like what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, if you spill the salt, you have to throw it over your left shoulder. It's what my grandma says. Like, there are people behind you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't do, you know, well, I don't want bad luck. It's like, what are you, you talking don't want, you about? You don't want bad luck more than you don't want someone, <laughs> like, punching the shit out of you or throwing salt at them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, superstitions are funny. Um, yeah. Sorry, if you're a superstitious person, don't take offense. Unless you throw salt on me. Then you can take offense. <laughs> yeah, um, like, I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with superstitions, you know. Yeah. Everyone, I, People with those little bells on their motorcycles and yeah, stuff like that. I'm, yeah. It's not for me, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Devin, Don't you Devin, have a bell I, on your motorcycle? Actually, okay, actually, yeah. I haven't put it on yet. Don't let Devin know. Devin, I know you're listening, but I haven't put it on yet. I'm sorry. It's Don't sitting, put it on. It's sitting in my bag. 
but I haven't put it on. Don't put it on. Um, you're, you're no better than you and <laughs> if you put that bell on. But from what I know, things like people like top athletes are extremely superstitious. We're going to talk about Rossi, aren't we? We're, you're about we, to bring up Rossi. As, we might as well. We're already there, okay? So uh, I'm sure that you guys who have watched MotoGP have at some point seen the cameras where Rossi, before every race, he walks over to his bike, he kneels down by the foot peg and holds it with both hands and then kind of puts his head down a little. I, th- I think that's... Yeah, like does like a squat next to his yeah, bike so he and he kind, of, he kind of holds the bike between his two hands, like a part of the bike between I, I think his two it's hands. A foot peg. Foot peg, yeah. yeah. And so, so that he, he can... squats down and, you know, puts his head down. Yeah. And he, I think he said that he's praying. Yeah. Um, that's, that is his official... Yeah. Yeah. But... I think you know, it's. I think he's stretching out the leathers. It could be both. And yeah. I, you know, I also had a theory that that might be, how, like the pre-race fart. <laughs> um, just because his leathers are pretty tight, um, it might make it hard to fart during a race. I'm not really sure, <laughs> but um, I just like to imagine every time he does it, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> they just they, they, every time the camera guy specifically for Rossi knows to not put the audio in. Yeah, he cuts he, the mic. Yeah, yeah, he just cuts the mic uh, when he sees it going. Just and rips a fat one <laughs> every time. <laughs> just next time you're watching MotoGP, just make that sound when you see Rossi going down for the squat. It's gonna make the race a little bit more fun for you. Um, but yeah, yeah, so you know I. I'm not going to say that motorcycle riders in general aren't superstitious. I know that there are a lot of superstitions that come with riding a motorcycle, you know, just that whether or not like praying to keep you, uh, keep you upright or, you know, whatever. I, I know that superstitions are just a thing, so we're not trying to tell you that your superstitions are wrong or that you're crazy for having superstitions. All I'm saying is Rossi's crashed out of the last two races. That's all. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's been doing it a lot longer than that. <laughs> I know. But, yeah. Um, so, the the glove superstition, I guess, you know, as yeah. far as it goes, it's not that bad. They did put bells on their bikes. I don't remember that. Yeah, they did. They were given bells by the Harley people. Oh, and course. they put them on their bikes when they were assembling the bikes in Ushuaia and they're putting on the windscreens and stuff. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, we've got these little bells that are supposed to ward off demons." And yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the the bell thing is very much like a Harley thing. It it definitely yeah, yeah yeah. But um, who, knows? who knows? Also, they're supposed to be like Saint something, and I I don't know. Someone gave me one at one point, and I just threw it out. Damn. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm not one for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm gonna put mine on, but not so much as a superstitious thing, but more just as like a a way of knowing that because I mean Devin gave it to me. Yeah, your friend. So, so just more of a thing, like for him, not yeah, for yeah, exactly. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get like, it. You know, to remind myself that he's a good friend. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so we're a little bit over an hour on this episode. That's fine. It's a special episode. Yeah. Um, was there anything else about the show? Um, oh, so 
this is all kind of started after Brian bought his VFR. Um, I decided that I should introduce him to the world of adventure bikes more. And I made him watch Long Way Round, and then he watched part of Long Way Down. Now we're watching Long Way Up, and today we watched the BDR, uh, Mid-Atlantic BDR video. It's like an hour-long advertisement for the Mid-Atlantic BDR. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm starting to wear him down a little bit. Okay. I I, mean, uh, I, I never think said he's I realized don't want that an adventure the, bike. Okay. Yeah. I'm just right now at the the other version of adventure, which is the sport touring. <laughs> so the street adventure. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm still just, adventure riding. Yeah. Like it's it's just sport touring adventure. Give it two two more years. Maybe I think we I'm... might see Brian get a. <laughs> I never a said nice I don't. Six fifty or maybe uh, maybe a seven hundred or eight hundred. Um, I I never said I don't want one because remember yeah. I was looking at a V Strom six fifty, but just there aren't there haven't been a whole lot of good offerings that I was yeah. seeing around this year because this was when I was looking and I just I didn't really see a whole lot of like actually good options that were in a reasonable price because a lot of people were kind of asking a little bit more this than this year was a horrible year for buying bikes yeah people yeah. were asking way too much money yeah. they were like oh you got your stimulus check let me get some of that money yeah and i'm gonna mark my bike up eight hundred dollars more than it should be yeah and i'm not gonna move i'm just not gonna budge on that price and yeah. it it was ridiculous. It was a really bad market this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to avoid a little bit too much of the, the buyer's remorse, I guess, <laughs> because I know that I overpaid a little bit. I don't want to think about how much, because <laughs> I, I don't think it was by too much, but I don't want to try to put a value on how much over. Yeah. But it really, I think that I, I made out okay. I think because... you did. You did. You did overpay, but you didn't overpay in the current market. And I, th I think that's what you really have to look at. It was like, do you want to buy this bike this year, or do you want to buy it when the economy gets yeah. stable? Yeah. And um, luckily, you bought it this year, uh, you know, and you got it this summer, and you were able to get that time on the bike. Yeah. I, I don't... You overpaid. I don't think you overpaid by that much. I think it was normal, and I don't, I don't think you got, like, had... Yeah. Um, I mean, biking also, prices, like I said before, bike prices were inflated across the board yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Because I, I think it, it was right after that stimulus money had come in. Yeah. And I think that's really what people, people were like, oh, I'm going to sell my bike because everyone's getting this $1,500 check right now. And people who already were going to buy a bike are, you know, now they have a little more money in their pocket. And I'm going to overprice it. Also, I need money because I just lost my job or whatever. Yeah. And so there was a lot of pressure to sell your bike for a high price, as well as more money in the market. Yeah. And yeah, it just overinflated bike prices. So. Yeah. I, I do think that I did okay, though, because the yeah. bike only had 2,000 miles on it. Yeah. Or it, was it, it, it was, was it less, two? Yeah, just yeah. under 2,000 miles. Jeez. Yeah. And, I mean, it was... In bike, very good condition. Yeah, amazing yeah. condition. 
The only so, thing, like, I would those tires, the tires on it were not worth, like... Yeah, no, I... I those were trash. That was, um, that was and, really the, the hardest part for me, was yeah. that the guy could not budge at all because of the tires, and, you know... Yeah. Because some guy told him that the tires are fine. Well, yeah. no, they weren't. They were sixty old tires. Yeah, yeah. And they really, were out. They had expired. They were yeah. expired. They were trash tires. They yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. You really five years is the oldest you want to get on tires, and it yeah. was six. So, um, you know, besides that, I think it was alright. Um, you know. Yeah, I think you made the right call. Yeah. And I mean, it was an adventure bike. Yeah. That's the only downside. So, yeah. So back to the adventure bike thing, right? I I know that I eventually want to get into it. You know, Mm -hmm. we've talked about this, that I I do want to get into it. And I kind of, I'm thinking I want an Africa twin, but I can't afford that. Yeah. Because an Africa twin's not cheap. And no, unless there's, yeah, there's yeah. not there, there aren't really a whole lot being sold on the used market either. And I'm gonna tell you, you don't want to buy my Africa twin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're telling me I don't want to buy a bike that I've seen do numerous wheelies on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just oh oh oh. I I just want to have this little humble brag here. Uh, so long way up, long way or long way up. They have, you know, VIN, VIN numbered Rivians 0000, 0001 and 02. Well, I have Africa Twin number 000056. Sub 100. I think that's, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty cool. They were supposed to come with a plaque. It was actually supposed to come with like a whole... Thing for like all of the bikes that were up to 100 from 1 to 100 yeah. all came with like special stuff uh-huh. um, so I don't know what happened with that probably a dealer stole it and I think so I, I think wanted to sell it for, or, or just keep it themselves to put that, in their yeah. office you know that yeah. kind of thing just to be like hey we got Honda Africa twin number 56 in here yeah or something like that but um I'm actually not sure which VFR number I have. I'm sure it's something really high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that was also another discussion we had is that maybe the Africa Twin, there aren't many being sold right now because when I looked on Cycle Trader in 150 miles, there were only three available. Yeah. And the cheapest one was $13,000 for a 2018 with the DCT ABS. Yeah. For 2018. So I'm pretty sure it's new old stock. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for 2018, they wanted $13,000. People are people are keeping them. Um, yeah, they're, they're a reliable bike. They're yeah. built well. They're strong. Like, you can really abuse the hell out of them, and they don't yeah. show it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. like, I was doing the same stuff on my... V-Strom 650 as I've been doing on my Africa 12 and I broke the V-Strom in 11 months I broke the frame <laughs> yeah. in 11 yeah. months and they had to warranty replace the frame <laughs> Yeah, the Africa Twin has like barely any rust on the frame and like I've gone over it it's looking great um, like you know, the chain gets stretched out real easy eh, whatever but 
It's yeah. not like my V. I mean, I, okay, so the V Shram is one of my favorite bikes. I know that's weird that like I broke a V Shram. I did a lot on that V Shram. Yeah. It, it really was punished. Um, I mean, like wheelies, way overweight. Did sixteen thousand miles <laughs> in the first year, yeah. in the first eleven months. Yeah. Uh, and last eleven months, um, and like a bunch of other like it. I, I took it all over the East Coast. I did off. I learned how to ride off road with it. It. I never really crashed it um, or anything like that. But you know, it was. It'd seen a lot, yeah. and uh, it broke in a way that it should never have broken. Like to the point where I had engineers sending me emails, being like, "How cold was it the night before?" <laughs> it's like, bro, it's <laughs> Pennsylvania. It was like. I don't know, 40 degrees that night? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. why? It's it's not going to be that cold. <laughs> it's not going to be cold enough to break the frame. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't... That, that's actually kind of funny. I didn't yeah. know you had any... No, I, I, would, I was getting emails directly from... I probably still have some of them. I was getting emails directly from Suzuki. And they were... It was really interesting because they would be in English at the top. And then the bottom, it would say, like, translated by some translation service. Yeah. And then it would be in Japanese below. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it would be really bad English. <laughs> and they'd be yeah. like, I am, like, concerned about the temperatures the night before. Which, you know, what, what were they uh, on the day, the night after the day before you left? Like... It was like weird shit yeah, like that, yeah. and um, yeah, they'd also they'd like be like, "Hey, do you mind shipping us your frame?" And I'm like, <laughs> "You need to talk to the dealership about yeah. that." Like, like we'd like to ultrasound your frame. Can you please <laughs> ship it to us? This is our address. And you're like, "Dude, it's at like I warranted well, it one. <laughs> it's warranted. You need to talk to the dealership about that." And two, like. I'm not shipping you anything. Like you can make me a shipping label, yeah, they, and I'll put it a on a boat label, for you. Yeah, but like, like, that's one thing. But like, <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna go out on your own dime and send them a, a frame. Yeah, because <laughs> you'd also these, have these are to just engineers that are completely removed from the sales yeah. and warranty <laughs> process. They were like actual engineers from yeah. Suzuki, asking me all these crazy questions. Yeah, and I, it. You know, it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And they're like, what What was the road like? <laughs> How, what was the distance between the bumps on the washboard where your bike <laughs> broke? It's like, like two, a foot? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know this stuff, man. Um, can you send us pictures of the road? And it's like, I'm four, five hours away from the... I'll send you satellite photos. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's Did they so like, ask far how away. much you weighed? Yeah, they did. They asked me what was the weight on the bike, and I was like, oh, it was like, you know, I weigh like 300-something, and the gear was probably another 40, and they're like, it shouldn't have, it still should not have broken in that location. <laughs> and it's, it, it, like, I get emails back, they're like, the bike frame should have broken here, not here. Like, and I'm just like, this is really interesting stuff, but you're talking to the wrong person about this, like... It's like, it should have broken at the top of the shock where the metal is the thinnest and weakest. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why not... does that matter to me? 
I just want a new frame. <laughs> I just want to trade this bike in for an Africa twin. I don't know why you're talking to me at all. <laughs> so, the, well, but, uh, obviously they, they were wanna... concerned. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But probably so... because they didn't want you to go to an Africa twin. They wanted you to stay on a V-Strap. I don't think the engineers really cared that much. I think they were concerned <laughs> that something had gone wrong in the production of the frames. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, might have probably. a whole bunch of frames that they needed to recall. Yeah. Earlier that year, that December... Um, I actually had to bring the bike in because there was an issue with the uh, dual with the overhead cam mm -hmm. on the engine. Yeah. So they had to replace the cams on every engine in, oh, between damn. two like between two years. It was like 2013, 2014. and they damn. had to replace the cams on all of them. And so I think they were like Suzuki was like. We need to get ahead of this. If this yeah. is a real issue, like we need to get ahead of yeah. this. Maybe there are other people who had the same frame crack yeah. uh, in other parts of the world. I have no idea. No one in at least no one on the American forums had had that happen. Um, so I I think I might have been the only one to have that. I don't. I think it was a freak accident. I don't think it was. I have no idea. That's all yeah. I can say. Um, but uh, that was a weird one. Anyway, I ended up. The, the weird thing is the way American VIN numbers work and stuff. They had to ship my frame in two pieces back to Japan uh -huh. and then have the VIN number plate taken off of that frame and put on a new frame oh, that was weird. then shipped back here. Oh, yeah, because yeah. otherwise it's considered a different vehicle, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can't change out the frame um, yeah. without doing that. And, and it has, like, chain of custody cannot be broken. Yeah. So, um... That really like made it take way longer. Yeah. I ended up once the the once they'd approved the warranty, I got the trade in value on. It was a really good trade in value to be honest because all the work was already all the work to fix the bike yeah. was paid for. Yeah, Warranted. so <laughs> I got a really good trade in because the bike yeah. was going to look basically brand new once well, they because it was going to be essentially a yeah brand new yeah it was like oh it was like oh we'll buff up some plastic and everything else is the same. Yeah. And it's a brand new frame, and the engine has some miles on it, but, you know, um, no problem. And they got rid of it quickly. Yeah. But I got a very good trade-in on the Africa Twin nice. for that bike. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you... uh, the V-Shram treated me very well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said it ended up being, like, $1,000 less or something like that, right? Or like... Uh... What do you mean, uh, less? You said that you, you basically only paid like $1,000 oh. to ride the V-Strom the whole year? Yeah, yeah. If you if you calculate it out where, um, for the trade-in and everything, because I got I got the bike for half off, because Suzuki also has this weird thing where they won't ship the dealership, from my understanding, yeah, they yeah. won't ship the dealership, like if, so this was a 2013 model, or 2014 model, I was getting in 2016, and it or maybe it was a 13, it was 15, doesn't really matter. But because it was more than two years old, yeah. they would not deliver the new models yeah. with any 2014s in stock. Yeah. So specifically, the big things being Jixers. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. dealerships want. They want Jixers because they want to get rid of Jixers. Yeah, because they're, they're easy, easy to sell. sell. Yeah. yeah. They're real. Jixers are easy to sell. The V-Shrops are not. So they were like, yeah, sure, take it. Like, it's, it, yeah. I got it for a steal. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I got it for like 6000 some bucks. 
Um, I put all sort of, and I just paid cash for it. Um, put all my stuff on it, all like, you know, kitted it out, rode it for like 16,000 miles that summer. I did the entire East Coast and then traded it in for like 5,000 something. Nice. And I was, yeah, yeah, I got the bike for like a thousand bucks for a year. It was yeah. something. It was something like that, minus my extras, because a lot of those extras yeah. I was able like to you, move. You to can't. The, all, you can't move yeah. all the extras over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a very well appointed bike. You know, it had nice. It had like top of the line crash bars, top of the line skid plate, all that stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was well put together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. That was uh one of my favorites yeah because i remember you telling me about that um way earlier in the summer and i was looking around to try to see if they had that like that if that was even a possibility right now yeah uh with any of the dealerships around and i mean none of them had anything that was new um that would be more than a year or so old you know not no new old stock from like anything beyond really 2018 yeah um yeah it's hard to find that stuff it it really is yeah i i I think that maybe dealerships are just kind of um getting better at knowing what people will want or just if they think that people if there's even a chance that it might be hard to sell then they won't pick them up um you know if it's something like an H2, then that is, you know, 100% going to be easy to sell. So there's no reason why they wouldn't pick one up. But also just because then you have an H2 in your dealers in your, mm-hmm. you know, on your showroom floor. Obviously not a real H2R, like, uh, like an H2SX or an H2, uh, whatever the other version is. But, you know, whatever, right? So anything like that is probably something out there to pick up but then yeah. something like a V-Strom I, I think that they're they're coming more in but definitely at least a couple years ago they were not super huge yet like they're I would say that you know they're still kind of on that um, just in terms of adventure touring like adventure style sport touring bikes are very much a last two years sort of thing yeah yeah they're really getting popular yeah for a lot of different reasons i really want to get into on one of our actual podcasts yeah i have a whole list of reasons why adventure bikes are some of the best um but wow we're at an hour and a half already um it's okay special episode (laughs) it is yeah yeah well i'm looking at the battery so we should probably wrap it up sometime in the next 10 minutes before the recorder just dies um, <laughs> which would be an easy way to end the episode, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, or it just dies, and then people think that we uh, fell under some kind of alien invasion or something. Sure. <laughs> you just hear screams, <laughs> and then it cuts out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I yeah I uh, I next my next bike. If I had to choose one bike right now. It's the S1000. Well, no. Okay. Oh, really? Well, yes. For for a second bike. Okay. If I had to choose one bike right now, it would still be an adventure bike. 
Oh, you mean like... It, if yes, if I had to have one book, okay, it would be either the new Africa Twin. And, um, like, if I couldn't keep, like, this bike... Someone backed into my bike, and now I have money for a new bike. Yeah. It would either be the new Africa Twin. Okay. Um, with airplay and all that. Oh, did you see that? The battery warning is flashing. Is with... Okay, I'm going to speed this up. With airplay and all that stuff. Yeah. Then... Uh, probably maybe KTM like 1290 or something like that. Oh, interesting. Um, but probably not a BMW. So, yeah. uh, I, if, if I only could have one bike, maybe a 1250. Uh, if I had to get a second bike, I, hands down, BMW S1000 RR yeah. or something goofier like a Ural or yeah. a Zero or something like that. Depends yeah. on where I am kind of financially and emotionally when that happens yeah, yeah what would be your best second bike second bike or yeah. bike like if i did do both do both uh oh it, i mean it's got to be an adventure bike okay it has to be an adventure bike because uh you know you need you need to be able to do both in your garage yeah you need to be able to do sport touring and adventure touring yeah <laughs> that's why i like the faster adventure bikes is because you can you can sport tour on yeah, those. Exactly. You could exactly. you could really carve up on a lot of those yeah. uh, adventure bikes. Yeah, so yeah. it would probably be an Africa Twin, honestly. Okay. Would, I. They look so good. They I, really I cannot <laughs> like I can't deny that they look amazing, and. Yeah. Um, you know, for when you're going on those really really long trips where you where you want your ass to be nice and cradled, something like an Africa Twin. It see isn't that good. Oh, the really? V-Strom was definitely, I think, a more comfortable seat. Okay. It's not horrible. I've sat on more spikes, but, yeah. uh, like, there's no Airhawk that quite fits it. There's, okay. you know, uh, it's very much a plank. It's very flat. It's very dirt bike-ish. Okay. It's got a little bit more space, and it's comfortable, but uh, I think there are probably better seats yeah. out there in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, though, I don't, I don't know if I could... If I could really be that much of a Honda bro, because <laughs> then you'd be really a Honda bro. Yeah, You're yeah. Two Honda bikes, and a Honda car. Yeah, I so. um, see. I really, I would like to get an electric vehicle. Yeah, I really would. And I, I'm, I'm really happy that you and a trolley decided to do this on electric cars with electric support vehicles. I think the idea is fantastic. Yeah. I just, uh, their execution yeah. is super flawed. Yeah. Like, if they had just recognized ahead of time, been like, so for, like, the first 300, 400, like, first eight, I think it was, like, a thousand, first thousand miles, 1,200 miles, we're gonna need a support truck. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And then after that, we can continue electric. Yeah. Because they wanted to be electric, fully electric from the get-go, that made, that set them up from failure. Because yeah. they didn't have realistic expectations for the regions that they were gonna be in. So... Um, I'm just, it's starting to flash more and more quickly. Yeah. All right, real quick, before we wrap this up, yeah. the only other option I might choose is a dual sport, like a WR450 or a K KX250 or 450 okay. or a, what's, what's the Honda one again? The, the CRF250L? Yeah, CRF250 or 450. Yeah. Probably the L version because I think the L is the one with the bigger gas tank, right? I think Something so. Like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all right. So thanks so much for listening to this very special episode. Yeah, hour and uh, a half episode. Yeah, uh, hour and a half. So if you like the podcast, we're everywhere podcasts can be found, and we're now on Amazon 
And uh, that's everything for that. If you need to see the show notes, there's a link in the description. But they're, you know, like all of our pictures of like the rats fucking and like some other <laughs> stuff. That's all going to be at crossuppodcast.com slash podcasts slash 005. And uh, there will also be links in the description of the podcast you just watched. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps, actually, because right now if you say, hey, Siri, play Crossed Up Podcast, it doesn't do the right podcast. So um, please help us uh, beat out the Phillies podcast. <laughs> uh, we need help with that. So I'm sure if we called it, like, Crossed Up Podcast, a motorcycle podcast, it would probably work great. But, you know, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. No, we're the one and only. Yeah second crossed up podcasts <laughs> so yeah so thanks so much for listening if you like this and you haven't heard our other episodes there are four other episodes you can go listen to yeah. right now yeah yeah and they're great they're actually uh the, the first one's actually quite good uh, but we've gotten a lot better since then so um definitely go listen to them all this is the longest one by half an hour and two minutes three yeah. minutes so all right thank you so much and We'll see you in kind of uh, some somewhere. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the listen next day to is. podcast four, and yeah. then two, two weeks, weeks after that. that. Yeah, 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 exactly. that, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so this is uh, an out of band episode. All right, uh, bye, bye. Although, wait, we should. We didn't ever say our names in this one. So I'm Brian, and I'm.